Bethany Harris. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's pod episode. We're going to be moving into the new series about prayer, and I am so excited to be able to share some tips, some tools with you, as well as a different perspective of prayer. You know, thank you once again for allowing me to be your friend, your sister in Christ, as well as your mentor as we move forward together, strengthening our relationship with the Lord, as well as advancing our prayer life to the next level. Get your notebooks ready because you're not going to want to miss anything. Hey, hey, everyone. Oh my gosh, it's been such a minute since I've been able to sit down with some coffee and hang out with you guys for a little while. I have had just the most amazing month um, with kids camp starting in the beginning of June. Then I have had kiddos at my house from ages six to 18 at my house, uh, just in a rotation the past couple weeks. I am tired, but it's a good tired. It's not a like tired. Uh, I've been serving at the church pretty consistently. Um, there's just been so many good things happening this month and I have totally been just, one, taking it all in and realizing that this is the first summer since I can remember that I've actually gotten to do something that I have totally enjoyed every single day from since before my daughter was born. Uh, with me not working, I do have a lot of free time and um, I have caught myself, you know, filling up that time, but it's been such good things, such such good things. And I've gotten so much family time and I've gotten to invest so much of uh, just the overflow into these children that are at my home. Um, and it's not that I don't love you guys out there and I'm not thinking about what I'm doing for the pod and uh, and I'm not studying and things like that. Like I'm still doing all these things. Like I have so many notes that I really need to kind of put together because it's looking like a jumble mess. But um so I do apologize for my faithful listeners who are, who are probably like, where the heck has she been? What is going on? Like, we haven't seen anything on social media and things like that. But family is so important to me. And family is always going to be first in me. So um, I will never bounce on you guys or leave you hanging without giving you some kind of reasoning. Uh, I promise that. I don't know. I don't know. If maybe in the summer that I need to kind of just take a break from the pod because I have allowed life and, and things, um, serving and church and the kiddos and youth and all of these things really kind of get in the way of being consistent with the pod. But this is just something that I love to do. It's not like I have to do it. I get to do it. And that's something that my sister-in-law talked about. Um, to our youth a couple weeks ago, we did a lock-in, which kind of was like, okay, I'm 33. My body was like dead at like 2 a.m., but somehow I made it uh, with all of our other youth leaders to 8 a.m. It was a lock-in from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. with about 25, 30 students, and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, There was like a five-hour Monopoly game that went over, but my sister-in-law brought a really good word, and there was, um, she talked about the importance of having a good positive attitude, not just with your relationship with Christ, but with each other, and even yourself, and looking at things that we 
We don't have to do these things. We get to do these things. And so I kind of really took that, prayed on it. And I was like, she's so right. Like, God, you gave her such a good word. And even though she was talking to students, it was something that I specifically needed to hear because this pod isn't something that I ever want it to be forced or ever want it to be a have to. I get to do this. I get to share the gospel. I get to pour my heart out and be transparent and sit here with a cup of coffee in my pajamas and messy purple hair and just talk to you guys. And I, I love that. I love that transparency of it. I love that just being real with you guys and just being able to um, just do what I'm doing. So I thank you so much for taking the time to hang in there with me with this busy, crazy summer schedule. I promise that we are going to get right back on track with this prayer series. I have just a couple more that I want to do. Today will be about praying for your children. I'm going to give a lot of scripture at the end, so I want you to write it down. Uh, I do know fasting and prayer is coming. There's a couple different directions. I kind of want to go to that. I almost want to put out a challenge out there that let's fast and pray together. I'm not sure exactly where um, God is taking that. Just with everything that is going on um, with the pro-life situation and things like that, I don't know if that's something specifically that we need to pray about. And I'm going to talk about some things that... uh, your children, our children out there, they get exposed to, they have questions about. It may make you uncomfortable, but I'm definitely going to encourage you to have faith and confidence that if you're put in that situation with your child and they ask you something that makes you uncomfortable or you really don't want to talk about it, that the Holy Spirit just kind of takes over and you know, gives you the words that you need to speak over your child or to your child or whatever the situation may be. Um, I do know that there will be an episode about quiet time because it's also something that I will be speaking to our youth about, which I think is so important, whether you're a a new believer or you're a seasoned believer. uh, It is so important to have that quiet time with the Lord. And that is really like... I know that I get to sit here and I get to talk to you guys, but it's a part of my quiet time. A lot of what I get from the Lord to share with you guys comes from my quiet times, comes from my, uh, you know, the other day there was so many kiddos in my house and I just needed a moment. I just grabbed my Bible and I literally went and sat in my bathroom floor and I was like, Lord, show me something. And obviously, uh, as soon as I opened my book, it was in Ephesians and I was like, that is so crazy because that kind of goes hand in hand with what I'm talking about today and where I've kind of been studying because praying for our children is so important. And um, not only praying for our children, praying with them, praying over them. If you are a parent or someone who isn't technically a parent yet and you're praying for your future children, that's just as important. So I think this episode, I may break it down into two parts. I'm not sure. It just depends on however it goes because there's so many scriptures that I could share. There's so many scenarios that I could run by you that I don't know if I could fit it all into one episode or we're going to be here for two hours or three hours or whatever. But um, I'm just going to let the spirit do its thing. I'm going to just share my heart, share what I have here on my little notes, and then we're just going to go from that if that's okay with you guys. Uh, I don't have a specific spot 
that I'm going to particularly be reading like I normally do on the pods. Uh, But you're going to hear a lot from the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is a great book. It's my second favorite book of the Bible. Um, I've dug into it a couple times. I'm thinking because he keeps showing it to me. I think that might be something that I need to do with my family because I've been praying for a specific book to do with my family. We've been going through the book of John. And Book of John is always, always amazing. If you don't know where to start reading your Bible, start in the Book of John. Don't start in Genesis because by the time you get to Leviticus, you will be like, okay, I'm done. This is too much. This is so much, so many negative things going on. Uh, But um, if you're looking for a particular study, I would definitely recommend Ephesians. Uh, You're going to see through the book of Ephesians that uh, the importance of being united in Christ and that we, the people, uh, are actually the church. You might hear people say, um, well, we are the church. Well, we are because each one of us have a purpose to fulfill whatever God needs us to do and that we work together on whatever he's intended for us so that we can work as a whole because it's kind of like our bodies. My fingers won't move unless my brain tells my fingers to move. Like I need to pick up this pin here. So I know that my, by my brain is telling my, my hand that, okay, Beth needs to pick up this pin right here. And it's kind of like that. Everything works together for a purpose. And Ephesians 1, 5 is just off the top is one of my favorites. It talks about how um, I just talked to a student about this yesterday, how God adopted us as his children. And it's such a beautiful thing because even though we are all, how I explained it was that God created all of us. Yes, we are all equal because we all believe red. And we had this scenario because they were trying to figure out, they had questions like that. And I was like, well, we all bleed red, no matter what color we are. But scripture also says that we are all beautifully and wonderfully made. So it would be really weird if we all walked around looking the same. I love the fact that, um, you know, I don't look the same as my, I can't say my daughter because we look like sisters, but I don't look the same as like my sister-in-law or, you know, I don't, my husband doesn't look the same as his friends or things like that. It's just, it would be a little weird if we all looked around kind of looking the exact same. And I love that God says that we are adopted as his children, that he calls us sons and daughters. And I love that in scripture, he refers to women as daughters. And sometimes that's all he says is daughter. I love that. Sometimes he says woman. We were reading John two yesterday uh, for a Bible study and it was like, woman, do you not, uh, I don't have it with me, but like, do you not basically like, like as if uh, his mom was underestimating him and it was like, woman, like every time I read it like that, I just think like a deep manly voice, like woman. And it's just one of those things when you read scripture, you have to bring it to life. You have to enjoy it. But okay. This is what happens. I squirrel. You guys are staying with me, hopefully. Uh, But getting right into it, the first thing I did want to talk about that's here on my notes is uh, when we're praying for our children or our future children, spiritual children, nieces, nephews, whatever the case may be, when you pray for them or over them, you have to pray boldly. You have to pray in confidence and applying their name through scripture can help when you're praying. You might, you know, be thinking like, 
well, Bethany, what are the ways I can do this? So <laughs> you can pray for them during your quiet time, which I talked a little bit about earlier. You can do it before they rise in the morning. You can speak it through your household, over your household. You can do it publicly. You can do it privately. You can do it with them. You can do it um, while you're riding in the car and they're in the back seat. You can just say a prayer out loud. Uh as creepy as it sounds, you can even do it while they're sleeping. Uh, there was a couple years ago that my daughter was just having so much anxiety with starting middle school and all these things. Because if y'all have a middle schooler out there, you know that is a crucial time that they're trying to figure out who they are, what group of friends they're going to be in. You know, they're starting to get into the, I need to make sure that my hair bow matches my scrunchie needs to match my socks, which matches my shirt and blah, 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 all these things that kids worry about that is really not important. So Jaden was having a lot of anxiety and things like that going into middle school. Um, unfortunately, she was bullied for a little while. And that's just something that I think we all go through. And I, and I hope that one day she is she has the courage to be able to talk about that and to inspire other teenagers or, or girls or whatever the case may be for God to use that in a, in a positive way, because I know he will. I know he will. And I've told her that, but um, she was having a really, really tough time. And it was breaking my heart seeing my baby come home from school and having all of this uh, unnecessary anxiety, because that's what I called it, unnecessary anxiety. Uh, but one night, the day before, she just had a really tough time and she didn't want to go to school. She was done this and that. And I remember I was just like, Lord, tell me what to do. Like, I, I'm praying these prayers. I'm putting, applying her name in scripture. I am giving her the confidence. I am trying my best to do all of these things. And he's like, um, go lay hands on her and pray for her. And I was like, well, she's asleep. I don't want to wake her up. But, you know, as well as I know that when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you better do it. So I remember going in her room and putting my hand on her forehead and I started to pray and then she woke up and she's just like laid there. I don't know how long she was looking at me. I don't know how, wh what she was thinking in that, that whole moment. But when I said in your name, amen. And I opened my eyes, she was staring right at me with her eyes so bugged out. But in that crazy moment, I was able to share with her. I said, God told me to do this for you. And I was like, I don't know how long you were staring at me or what you heard, but I was just being obedient. And believe it or not, she had a really good day that next day. And even though we, she had some ups and downs, we continued to pray together. Uh, we did this red light prayer. If I was driving her to school that particular day, we always seem to get stuck at this particular red light. And so I would just hold her hand and I would say a prayer and it was, it happened that every time I would say amen and we'd say amen together, the light would turn green. So it was all God. We called it a red light prayer. So it's just little things like that, that you can do. Um, I, I mean, I encourage you to go lay hands on your babies, you, your nieces, your nephews, whatever the case may be, lay hands on them, speak the name of Jesus over them and do it with confidence and, and just boldness that, the Lord is hearing whatever words you're speaking. And if you don't have any words to speak, the Holy Spirit is definitely going to intercede for you. Um, I do have some kind, some notes here. 
Um, don't know where you're at as far as parenting, what age your children are, but from my baby's about to go into high school. So I will be a blubbering mess in August. But um, so there's a bunch of different viewpoints that our children are exposed to. Uh, being in youth ministry the last couple of years, there have been things that I have unfortunately fortunately have heard our stu- students be exposed to or have questions about that when I was a teenager, those were things that I had no idea. I knew about them, but it wasn't like in my face and things like that. When now in the society and the culture and the, unfortunately, the the society that we live in, there's so many things that are exploited to our children at a very young age and all throughout social media. It is um, on the radio. I've been watching On TV, I've seen some commercials that I am just shaking my head about, but um, a couple things that I did have noted here that they're going to get exposed to, and you have to be prepared for it. and, And I say this, and I am not against, and I am not poking fingers or anything else like that because I do not want to go down that rabbit hole, but your children are going to be, boys and girls, are going to be exposed to social media standard. And what I mean by that is if they have a social media platform, more than likely they have already been exposed to the way society, social media says that girls should look, that boys should look. I mean, it happens for boys too. It's not as talked about, but guys go through some insecurities as well. So um, you have to just be able and prepared for that. So social media standards, not just by how they look, but how they act and things like that, the music they should be listening to, everything like that. Uh, that another thing is going to be different religions. Not everyone that you're going to come in contact with is a believer. You have to be aware of that. But that's how God intended us to be. So that believers are, you know, socializing with unbelievers, unchurched. So Because the whole point of it is for us to be disciples and to go out there and spread God's word. And not just by, it's, we don't even have to t- be biblical with somebody who's unchurched. It's just by your actions that they can see the love of Christ um, through that. Another thing that they will be exposed to, and this is such a huge one right now, and it's homosexuality. I mean, it's as young as kids in kindergarten. There, uh, There's so, unfortunately, that is exposed out there. You know, the rainbow uh, for us as believers is... God's promise to us. You know, it's it's in scripture, it's biblical. But so many people take it out of context to where it's kind of like if you see there was a shirt that I loved. I saw at Target the other day and it was a rainbow and it said be kind. But I literally had to take a moment there and stop and I was like, I love this shirt. I I think it's great, but what is it representing? What if I wear it like what is it? And it's sad that we're in that society now that we have to even think about that. And unfortunately, that's what our children are exposed to. It's on television. It's on, um, it's in cartoons. It's on the radio. It's in songs. It's all over social media. And we have to be able to, one, 
we cannot, you have to know that we are not going to be able to shield our babies forever. You know that, but what we can do as believers is we can guide them and we can show them by our actions and the words of God. And, you know, the words, um, our kindness to one another and the love of Christ so that they can get to know who God is and know his truth and know his word and know what's written in between these pages and have it stamped on their heart. I'm sorry. I don't want to say heart because the heart is deceitful that that they have this penetrating their spirit, their soul and their mind and just saturating your home with it and everything that you do with God's word. And I always, my daughter probably gets tired of me telling me certain things and she's asking questions and she's like, well, why don't you do this? Or why didn't you say this? And I said, because I filter it through God's word. That Christ filter is something that I talk about in my women's ministry a lot that before you say things or before you do things, you need to run it through your Christ filter. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, then you have to check yourself. You have to be prepared to not go that extra step or whatever the case may be. So you have to be prepared for that. You have to know that there is nothing that you can do that you're that is going to stop your children from getting exposed to all of these things. You just have to pray against it. The enemy is going to try to use it as a tactic, but our God is so much bigger than that. All right, so just moving right along. I'm just going to say it right now. All of Obviously, you guys know that I'm a mom of a teenager. I have multiple teenage spiritual children that are always around me. Uh, you know, they're not... Teenagers are not always going to obey us. They're not always going to do the things that we try to steer them away away from. They're not going to do things that they think that sometimes like we're just telling them just to be telling them. And it's not things that we've actually went through and we know the scenario. They got to fall sometimes. They got to fall and they got to get back up to learn the lesson. And I'm just going to be honest. I think as parents, mentors, aunts, uncles, whatever you are to children out there, uh, I think sometimes we've kind of done that same thing to God at times. He's asked us to do something, and instead we've disobeyed him. We've done our own thing. We've said, nope, not today. I'll get to it. Ask someone else. I was (laughs) talking to someone about that this morning, like, has God ever told you to do something and you're like, Mm-mm, that ain't for me. I ain't doing it. Nope, no, 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 you got to do it. You got to do it. I mean, I'm struggling with something like that right now. Like, I'm like, Lord, I am trying here, but I don't think you, you sent it to the right messenger this time. Like, and he's like, no, no, no. Like, I want you to take care of this. I want you to do this. And so I'm trying not to disobey him, but we've done it. We've all done it. We've disobeyed him. We've done our own thing. But you know what comes when we disobey the father? Consequences. They are not too far from our decisions. And so teenagers are like that. And so at one point or another, we're going to disobey God and our children are going to disobey us. So that is another reason that we have to pray for our children, for them to trust us and that when we speak to them about the, I know you don't understand right now, blah, 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 
that the spirit's going to intercede. It's going to give us the right words that we need. It's going to give a, we're going to be full of grace and full of mercy because our father gives us grace and mercy. And we're going to be able to speak to them. I believe it. I believe that's happening, but you have to be aware and prepared that your children out there are going to disobey you. They're going to disappoint you, but you have to have the confidence that how you approach it they're going to learn from that. They're going to learn from their mistake. And they're going to hopefully, when you have that conversation with them and you say that whole disappointment, that something's, their wheels are turning and they're like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Okay. But I did want to get into some scripture finally. Thank you so much. I'm telling you, I feel like I have not got to talk to you guys in so long. So, uh, but I will try to wrap it up real quick. We're getting to the end. So, um, if you have your Bibles, if you're my doodler, go ahead and get everything out. We're going to be in Ephesians four. I'm going to read verses 25 through 29. I'm reading out of the NIV. Um, I have a couple different color highlights going on here. I try to stay to the same one for the pod, but I think, I got a little carried away here. So uh, verse 25 says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Verse 28, Anyone who has been stealing must still no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only with what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may be benefit those who listen. So I picked this particular scripture, one, because it came to me during quiet time, but also because of the last scripture there, the last verse, it said, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs and benefit those who listen. But also, just real quick, if you have your Bibles, um, go back up and underline. Where is it at? I'm telling you, I have so many highlights here. I cannot believe I did it. Uh, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give give the devil a foothold. So this kind of goes when our children disobey us. Whenever they kind of slip away and do things on their own, we have to be able to not let the our emotions of anger or whatever the case may be speak from our, our lips and our tongues. We must take a moment, take a breath. My new thing now is whenever I need not to say anything, the only thing I will say is just Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, I'll just say his name. And that I just until I can get through that moment and it works. It's been working. But you have to be able to be slow to speak, slow to anger. You have to be able to whenever you have that conversation with your children, you have to be able to build them up while you're breaking them down if that makes any moment in a situation if that makes any sense i'm sorry but it's kind of like you're breaking down the situation or whatever happened but you're building them up with their words you're letting them know like i'm disappointed in you this has happened yes but i still love you i'm still going to help you in this scenario this is what we can do the next time it comes and it's just changing that perspective and changing that that tone i mean i have only i'm to be honest i have only probably 
yelled at my daughter twice in her life um, as a preteen and a teenager because I grew up in a household full of yelling and screaming and my dad did his very best to try to shield me from that and to sit down and have conversations like this with me. And so I made it a promise to my dad um, that I would not be like that. I would sit down with my children and have a conversation with them. And whether it is my daughter or whether it is someone else's kids or teenagers in my house, I'm not going to yell at them. I'm going to sit down we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to tell you I'm disappointed. And boy, when I say I'm disappointed in you, I can see the tears welling up in eyes. And I know like I've hit a nerve. And so I know that I've, I've gotten their attention. And then I can wrap it up with, I love you. I'm always going to love you. That's never going to change. Because when we say those words, it's like it's coming from the father. Because His love for us is never going to change. There is nothing that we can do or stray away from him for any amount of time that is going to make him love us any less. And that is the kind of love, grace, and mercy that we also need to have as parents, as mentors, as aunts, uncles, whatever the case may be as your role in these children's lives. And so you have to be able to have confidence in the word. And that's tough. And that was something that I knew as a young adult that whenever I got older and I had these situations with my daughter or whatever, and what other children, I don't want them to remember me screaming at them. I want them to remember me sitting down and talking to them like a human being. And so I hope that's like a generational curse that I kind of broke. Uh, I don't see my daughter doing that because she is so very like, I'm not going to do that, but we'll see. We'll see what happens to these teenagers that I've spoken to. Uh, But I did want to kind of close out. I want to give you some scriptures that you can look back over. And whenever you do that, you can apply your child's name um, into the scripture. If, if it is for your future children, you can say, Lord, for my future children. If it's for your nieces or your nephews or whoever it may be, plug their name in this in these scriptures and pray for them. Uh, get into some fasting and prayer for them if there's something that's going on. But you have to know that whenever you speak and you trust God, that he's going to handle all of the requests that you you speak to him. And of course, I'm going to give you some stuff in Ephesians just because one, we're already here. Uh, two, because it has some really good things. And so the first one is going to be Ephesians 1, 18 through 19. And I'm going to read them. Uh, but you can just write it down and go back. And it says here, and this is the NIV again. And it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance, his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength. The second one is Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. The next one is Psalm 62, 1. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Psalm 85, 7. Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. Psalm 86, 11. 
Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Jude 24 through 25. I say that because there's only one book of Jude. Uh, It says, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present 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 you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only god our savior be glory majesty power and authority through jesus christ our lord before all ages now and forever amen so if you take these scriptures and you apply it to your prayer time pray it with your children over your children apply it, put their name in there we have to believe that if we stand firm and on God's word, we will believe that the prayers that we pray will not return void and that speaking out the truth will have power to accomplish the purpose that it has. And so I hope that these were some scriptures that maybe you really need. Maybe you've seen them. Maybe they've popped up because God likes to align things up that we're all kind of synced together. So a um, couple things. Make sure if you get some time, go back through the book of Ephesians, break it down. Um, check out these scriptures. If you have the version Bible app, um, you can plug them in and go in between different versions. I love the message version. I've always said that. Um, Christian, Christian standard version is, um, is pretty good as well. I've been doing that. And the Passion Translation has been recently um, with some of the studies that I am doing. So uh, I love you guys. Be praying for your children, your future children. Be praying for their children and their children to come. Um, I believe that uh, God is in control and he is definitely greater than all of this chaos that's going on in our nation. But uh, stay tuned to uh, next week's episode. And if you have any prayer requests, you know you can always reach out to me on any of my social media platforms. You can email me at bethany at unleashedfaith.com. As always, be blessed and stay focused.